What's up? This is Charles Hi. D. Lincoln. Hi, I'm Chelsea Lesage. And uh, we, well, well, we'll announce you in a second, uh, our special, special guest. A special uh, guest. Yeah, so, hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're glad to be back after we took a, we were working last week. We're, we're very, we're so very busy, important people. Yeah, and, we're just, uh, we're really grateful to have the work that yes. things are picking back up, but we also feel like shitty humans for leaving you stranded. So that's why we're coming back with a very special episode. Yes, and our, uh, we're going to be covering uh, Dan O'Bannon's 1985 film, The Return of the Living Dead. And with us today is uh, my friend of Jesus so many fucking years um, and the uh, former vocalist of the X-Possibles and Gash and current bass player of Reagan Youth, uh, Tibby! Yay! Hey, guys. <laughs> Hi. I like that it's a very special episode. It reminds me of, like, the after school. <laughs> like, we're going to be covering some important topics today. <laughs> today on a very special... zombies, so watch with your yes. parents. <laughs> today on a very special... Cinematic autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so going, special. Today we're going to learn about peer pressure, kids. Um, <laughs> so don't uh, don't let your friends peer pressure you into breaking into a cemetery. <laughs> or, but you know what? Don't, you know what? No, don't be naked in a cemetery. No, be naked in a cemetery. Yeah, I, I've, been, <laughs> I've been naked in a few cemeteries, actually. Um, I feel just, like that's something I need to do. Why have I not done that? <laughs> because you're not. You're not like you're not like us, man. You're not, I'm not like punk wild rock. and exactly. <laughs> Damn you. Yeah, but um, you know what's funny? I was realizing how much this movie has really meant to me over the years. Like different things. Like for example, uh, my thirtieth birthday, I opened for Forty Five Grave at CBGB's. And, That's amazing. And like it was such a cool thing for me because you know I first heard them in this movie doing party time and then got into them, you know, into their later stuff. And, uh, when we screened Teresa and Alice in Atlanta, Linnea Quigley, who played trash, uh, congratulated us for, uh, you know, our, our film premiering. So he was, was so like, excited. And uh, I was like, who's so that? Cool. Charles yeah, was like, like, he was like, a, he was like a kid in a candy store. It was, yeah, or, no, like, it was so or like a little boy who just like, it was like his, his first crush looked at him. Like it was, it was so sweet. So Tibby, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for those who are unfamiliar with your work. Um, well, I'm an old school New York punk rocker. Um, my first band, Next Possibles, was a horror surf punk band. We kind of got a little bit more hardcore and like, um, I don't know. What else should I tell you guys? A member of the Church of Satan. Um, and I've just been around touring in bands for, I don't even know, 20 plus years now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zombiotic was an old X-Possible song. We were very, very, very much so into zombies, vampires, werewolves, all of that stuff. Awesome. But we like, yeah, yeah. We would use that stuff and like, I don't know, kind of use it as like an allegory to our life stories of always feeling like the outcast or being hunted down by those creepy humans. <laughs> you know, the monsters are always like you know, the good guys in our eyes. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. how you're just like in a bathrobe with stilettos on. <laughs> Can I just say that? Like I you say, look so amazing. That's just it's how, like, it's how I get to relax after teaching preschool all day. Yeah, wow. like, when I used to know Tibby, like Tibby would just walk down the street and like get shirt and panties with like a, belt on and shit and just be like yes <laughs> you know can i be you i hate pants <laughs> please that was it was a very different new we york could do a freaky friday yeah yes. it was a very, 
Yeah. It was a very different New York, but it was like, you know, it was such a cool time and everything. And um, and that's the thing. Like this movie, I first saw it when I was like 10 years old and I was at the drive in. And um, I saw I I was seeing some other movie. My cousin had brought me to see some other movie, but I was bored. So I was looking in the back screen, you know, the yeah. back of the car. And I saw Return of the Living Dead. And I was like, "Ooh, that looks really interesting. And so I was watching it without dialogue or anything for like whatever the whole movie I was watching that whole time. And then when I saw it a couple years later, when it went on um, on cable, I was like, oh, my God, this is like this. The movie was amazing. It introduced me to so much cool music. It introduced me to zombies. And, you know, it was just like hell. The scene with trash. I remember just thinking to myself like that just changed my whole life because I'm like, I want to hang with girls like that. (laughs) it is like the most striking part i think of the whole movie it was just like you know and they're they're kind of mocking themselves he's like punk rock is a way of life man (laughs) and like you know she's just like naked in the cemetery well that's what i love that stuff but it was just great the way it had that like campiness to it well that's what i love because i knew people like suicide who took shit way too fucking seriously and like yeah you know (laughs) think there's a fucking costume it's a way of life. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? Which one right. was suicide? Which suicide was, was the uh, the dude with the um, with the car. <laughs> yes, car dude, car suicide yeah. dude. Yeah. Copy the that. Guy, yeah. The guy with the fucking. No- with no- I like that. That's what we uh, refer to him. Not not that he had the uh, the nose piercing leading to the ear piercing. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, minor details. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, Tibby, when did you first see this? I can't even remember because I've been from like a horror movie binge fanatic uh, since I was a kid. So it's kind of mixed up in like the zombie phase mm-hmm. <laughs> of watching all of them being like, oh, I have to see like Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Dead. You know, <laughs> so definitely somewhere around early 90s would have to be yeah that era. But I remember getting the vinyl before seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. And... That was like, like a hot find. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I was like, oh my god, this is like so fucking cool. Like I, I didn't know about the movie before I got the album. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! And that album kicks ass. Well, it so had, well, it had this really cool cover, like the the poster for it was yeah, like the yeah. like the punk rock zombies and shit with the green lighting on it and everything. That soundtrack is just incredible. It really is. I loved it. Yeah, I wanted to find it so bad. My vinyl's all packed away somewhere. I was like, I want it. Yeah, I've, like right I've now. only been able to find <laughs> like you know because uh, now I listen to most music on my phone now. Um, yeah, and of so most of the songs <laughs> I have on it, I, I've only been able to find them like individually. Like I had to look for "Surfing Dead" from the Cramps. I had to look for uh, you know uh, to uh, you know what? It's a cheesy '80s fucking you know pop song, but I love "Tonight We'll Make Love Till We Die." You know, like. <laughs> Yeah. I love like all the you know, and what's funny is there is a song from the Cramps that's not on this version of the film oh. because of the legal rights to it. Oh, ah, uh, that happens. So like, I think I've only seen the version with that Cramps song like back in the '90s because uh, all the releases after the VHS didn't have that song. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I know mine has like the cramps on it because that was like a big deal. Yeah, the soundtrack has the cramps on it, but the movie itself, they couldn't. The movie, yeah, That's they crazy. couldn't have the uh, song. So wow. let's, yeah. So let's uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about Return of the Living Dead. Um, I so it was uh, it was made in 1985, uh, directed by Dan O'Bannon, who actually wrote Alien. Very cool. 
yeah. yeah, he wrote Alien, was originally going to direct Alien until they gave it to Ridley Scott. Um, that's how he knew the whole skeletons coming from India and stuff. That came <laughs> from him working with H.R. Geiger. Um, uh, because Geiger used to work with skeletons in his, in his work. So he knew about how, like, wait a minute, how are we getting perfect skulls? And, <laughs> and then a couple years later, after this film came out, there was a whole uh, scandal where uh, India stopped providing skeletons to, uh, you know, to American uh, medical places. It wasn't because of this film, was it? He 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 said he he said, he says that he likes to flatter himself and think it was, but the well, film so, was never uh, I brought guess up my in question it. is why why um why did they come from India? Why was that a thing? I don't nope. understand. I was, I was wondering HR, that myself. HR Geiger didn't know. I don't know. Dan O'Bannon doesn't know. <laughs> or didn't know. He Google died. must know. Yeah, like I I yeah, tried looking it up like when I did research up. on this film and I couldn't find it. Um, this film, by the way, which is a true story. <laughs> I love that they put yeah. that on yeah. there. <laughs> oh, that's the best thing. That it starts off like it's so like it, like it's such like an in your face. Like everything's true. Yes. All these characters mm-hmm. are real. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way it went down. Yeah. So we're gonna cool. so let's go let's go by the film scene by scene. And Tibby, obviously, feel free to interject at any point here because this is this is how we do it. You know. Uh, so cool. we start off uh, at, at Unita Medical Supply, which uh, I'm. Just, <laughs> I don't know if I love or hate that pun. You love to hate it, or you hate yeah. to love it. Yeah, yeah. So we meet Bert, um, Freddie, and Frank. And uh, Bert's the boss. Freddie uh-huh. is new, and uh, Frank is the foreman. And he's showing them the ropes um, at a medical supply place. Uh, it's the 4th of July weekend. And they're uh-huh. basically just, you know, looking at a bunch of stuff. One of the things that really uh, I noticed, and it, and it kind of uh, made me realize just how different times are, is how much porn they had on the walls. <laughs> I didn't uh, even notice. I'm ashamed. Yeah, no, there were all these like naked <laughs> pictures of women on the uh, on the walls, and it just made me think of when I once went to my, where my grandfather worked, and there were they had the same thing because it was all just dudes, and they you know it was a totally different time, and they would all just have like all these like fucking hustler pictures on the wall or Yeah, you can't get away with that anymore. <laughs> no, no, that would be a visit to HR, right? <laughs> All I picture is, like, Farrah Fawcett in, like, a red bathing suit poster that was very around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back nice. in the day when I was a kid. Yeah, That's so awesome. uh, he, st- he shows him the skeletons, he shows him the split dogs, He show- and then he shows him the fresh cadaver. Um, and I, lo- I kind of love when he, when he shows him the split dogs and uh, Freddy starts growling. <laughs> And he's like, don't fool around, yeah. you're learning. It's crazy, it's crazy that it's crazy how funny and witty this movie is. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Like the little jokes everywhere. Just have seriously the actors stay. It's just it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, so we cut to Freddie's uh punk friends. Uh Trash, Scuzz, Casey, Chuck, and Tina, who is very I always wondered why Tina is hanging out with them. Yeah, like why yeah. why was she why is she with them? <laughs> Tina was so like fucking preppy compared to all of them. Yeah, it's, I'm pict- I'm picturing her now. It's like I have to look it up. I just rewatched it again. But is she wearing like shorts over spandex leggings? Uh, no, no, she's th- wearing or, okay. She's wearing white, um, which is funny. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, those little like jumpsuit. So here's so, so want to know want to know a funny thing I learned about um about that jumpsuit that uh they kept yeah. they kept looking uh for wardrobe for her and they couldn't find the right look for her and that jumpsuit belonged to the actor who played Spider. 
Oh my gosh. And he had come to one of the rehearsals wearing that, and they were like, oh my God, that's what she should wear. So that was his clothes that she was wearing in the film. That's so cool. That's great. What's also interesting is he was homeless when they shot this. He was actually living at a homeless shelter. Wow. When, yeah, when they, when they made this film. Um, wow. And Casey, Casey, the one who's in the blue, that was Jewel Shepard. Um, the director met her at a strip club. Uh, she was one of the dancers. And he hired her because he's like, oh, I need a girl to be nude to play trash. So yeah. do you want to be in it? And she was like, I'll be in your movie, but I don't want to do nudity anymore. I'm a stripper. I'm tired of being naked all the time. <laughs> so he made her uh, Casey instead. It's pretty um, cool. Yeah. And uh, Trash was actually, um, they originally had someone else, and then she got very pregnant. Wow. And so, yeah, Linnea Quigley was a, sec- was a replacement um, for this person. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. And also, by the way, um, Frank is played by James Karen, who um, a lot of people may know from Poltergeist. But if you ever lived in New York City um, in the 80s, he was the Pathmark guy. Um, cause he was in all those Pathmark commercials. Like That's when pretty I was funny. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, so basically, um, they're trying, they're basically talking about how, uh, they want to find some place to hang out and do their thing or whatever. Yeah. They're going to um, wait for Freddie cause, um, yeah. what's her, but what's, what's, um, white jumpsuit, Tina. Tina. <laughs> so Tina <laughs> wants to go and pick up Freddie when he gets out of work at 10 o'clock. And, um, I just like how, how just like. Whatever they said, they said, I like death. I like sex with death. Do you like well, that's death later with on. sex? That's, I know. Yeah. I know it's fine, yeah. but it just has to be mentioned now because yes. it's just like some of the greatest dialogue ever. Well, well, well tra- Trash has her own. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's a whole thing on there. Like the mm-hmm. whole, I used to sample in one of my old songs. You ever fantasize about being killed? i love that um so basically uh frank and freddie are are hanging out and uh freddie is like uh what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen Mm -hmm. and he tells him about how night of the living dead was based on a true story yeah um but the uh military basically were going to sue george romero if he told the real thing so he changed some of the details and that one of the uh, zombies is in the basement in a cast. accidentally got sent there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The right. typical army fuck up. And uh, <laughs> so they go. Yeah. They go down there. Um, Frank points out that the third step is fucked and you should watch it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, once again, crazy story behind that. I'll, I'll tell a little bit later. Um, Amazing. I watched this whole two-hour documentary on this called More Brains, and it's, like, fascinating how much you learn about the film. I was like, why does Charles know all this shit? Of course you know all this shit. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, why do you remember the third step part? It was like, it just reminded me of, like, at CBGB's, there was always, like, this one step that had, like, a little warning sign on it, and, like, (laughs) it was in the basement, and, like, I fell over that, like, every single time. It was like, the warning sign was, like, an after. Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're Okay. You yeah. live to tell I still, the tale. I, I still, <laughs> right. have you ever met, do you ever meet Paulina who used to do the drop dead fast before she moved to Europe? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I just remember her and my old uh, keyboard player, uh, Eva. And uh, one day they were just kind of drunk and you know, at CVs and they just went into the men's room with like a, a, a fucking Polaroid. Yeah. <laughs> they were just taking pictures of guys like peeing at the stalls. <laughs> Those are probably like. Framed in like five hundred dollars at like John Barbados now. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Right next to yeah. the eight hundred dollars sweaters. Uh, right. Um, 
What is where CBGB's was? What's there now? Uh, an abomination. Yeah, what is it? Exactly. An, an abomination. That's what's there. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's a yeah, super expensive men's clothing store, like men's like rock and roll clothing. Yeah, Ew, yeah. gross. Like, yeah, yeah. We made fun of it in Lucy in the Five Burrows, where I had one of the characters going, "Who the fuck needs a six hundred dollars sweater?" Because we looked in the window and we saw one, and so I just had the character yeah. like talk about that. Um. So, um, Frank accidentally releases the gas. Um, Idiot. He, well, I mean, there's no movie. I mean, really, there's no movie otherwise. That it- otherwise, it's just a bunch of guys going into the basement. <laughs> then, right, you have well. no idea what could happen. Then I called right, them. I yeah. called Fr- Frank and Freddie F squared because I got lazy at writing about writing their names <laughs> down the whole movie. So, you know, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine if they didn't release the zombie. <laughs> They go down. They go, whoa, look at this. Wow, that's really weird. All right, well, time for us to go home. And yeah. then the credits roll. Yeah, <laughs> movie know, over. That's, that's not really... We, I don't think we'd be talking about that movie right no, now. No, definitely not. <laughs> it would probably just be some kind of, like, sick romance movie about, like, you know, weirdos hanging out in a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> You know, nothing really happened. It's, One girl wants to have sex. Yeah, it's, like, it's, a bit, yeah. it's really about the struggle that suicide goes through, because people don't take him seriously, because... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? Because of so many things. <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, um, apparently that dude was, like, six foot six, and you can't tell in the movie that he's apparently, like, a fucking giant. No, you can't wow. really tell at all, no. No, no. Um, so there's this cool melting effect on the zombie when they open that, and apparently what they did was they... Whoa! Chelsea, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, something fell off the wall. It's okay. Okay, so... Um, there. Is, uh, please stand by. We're experiencing technical <laughs> difficulties. Do, 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 I think do, the world's falling apart. Do, it's okay. Do, 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 you guys do, continue on. I'm going to make sure that it's not going to catch on fire. So, Hold on. So, um, <laughs> so basically, uh, the way it was done was they took um, uh, the skeleton and they put wax on it. And then they started heating it up. And when the glass cracks, that wasn't cool. intended, but that's just because it was that hot. Um. So it's awesome. Yeah. I love all the facts. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, like the whole the- movie was practical. Like there's so what's funny is they um they eventually fired uh the guy who did the practical effects on it because Wow. Well you know the part where the skeleton well, we'll get to it later, but when the skeleton comes okay. up and he opens his mouth. Um yes. <laughs> the director thought that was the cheesiest, worst looking effect he had ever seen. It's like so famous. But yeah, but that's the funny thing. Like, but he said he, him and the producer both said they cringe every time they see that shot. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the West Coast and we see uh, Colonel Glover. Um, he's a dude coming home. He's kind of shitty to his wife. And then he goes to the Red Room, um, which is literally just a room that is red. And- yeah, why is there, there's no like real significance to it, right? Oh, no, no. Here's the crazy thing. So apparently that was not set dressing when they rented that house. What? That, that's just what the room looked like. That's amazing. Wow. So, so whoever they rented it from just had a red room with red curtains and red furniture and just like. Yeah, that's amazing. I just love that he's like he goes to his wife and he asks what's for dinner and she says your favorite lamb chops. and He's like, I had that for lunch and walks away. Well, well she's also like, how is your day here? And he's like, same as always. Crap. <laughs> So they've been looking for the uh, canister for a while, and then we cut to a song that is not the song from the damned. Um, 
where suicide is driving. Um, suicide is this dude with fucking, um, he has his head mostly shaved. Um, and, uh, he has, uh, like safety pins going from his ear to his nose. And, um, you know, everyone's kind of shitty to him. <laughs> so he decides to strangle someone and stop driving. Like, he strangles yeah. Spider, right, in the backseat. I'm like, what is this fucking idiot doing? <laughs> you know, the funny thing, though, is, like, I, and I'm sure Tibby does, too, I know about ten people who would have done that if they had cars and someone in the backseat was pissing them off. I just know you who would do that. <laughs> well. That's it. <laughs> okay, but I never drove. No, so. you can't. He doesn't drive everyone. Yes, <laughs> yes. Although I did once threaten when I had when I took drivers that I did once threaten to crash the car. Um, I feel like I feel like nobody wore seatbelts a long time ago, yeah. and like I clearly remember sitting like between the driver's seat and the passenger oh, yeah. seat, like in the you know, yeah, yeah, like eight people smushed in a car. Oh yeah, yeah. Somehow. No, no. I remember being in a car with one of my friends who had um, taken his parents' car, and they didn't know about it. And um, I was on probation at the time. And I was like, dude, I'm in a I'm on fucking probation and this car is technically stolen. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, listen, like I had handcuffs with me and I'm like, tell you what, if the police stop us, I'm cuffing my hands behind my back and I'm saying you guys kidnapped me. There you go. And they were like, you wouldn't do that. I'm like, try me, man. I will. I'll unbutton my pants and say you guys fucked me, too. I love that neither of us are questioning him as to why he had handcuffs on him at the time. <laughs> We're just like, this is normal. Yeah, so, uh, and tra- yeah, and Trash, um, so, yeah, so they, they decide to hang out at the cemetery, and that's when, <laughs> that's when Trash just gets some of her awesome, edgy lines. Yes. Um, yeah. The best. Yeah, like, I love Trash's dialogue in this. Like, she's just, you know... <laughs> sitting there with her fucking leopard print thing and her leg warmers and her little vinyl pants. Um, and so, um, you know, we cut then to Freddie and, uh, and Frank waking up. F squared. F squared. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's going to just confuse me. So I'm going to go with Freddie and Frank. Um, Okay. So the basement's just destroyed and they don't feel good. I wonder why. And they're coughing. (laughs) They feel like shit. The tar man, well, the, the, the zombie, I can't say tar man yet because we don't know what it is. Spoiler. Um, is that what he's called? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, exciting. Uh, so he's gone. Um, the place smells. What I love is they go with Lysol. Yeah, I love that they yeah. don't immediately go outside for fresh air. He grabs a can <laughs> of disinfectant and sprays yeah. one area. Another funny, another funny thing. Lysol allowed them to do that because Lysol liked the idea that Lysol was strong enough that it could oh my out God, the smell of chemical crazy. waste. <laughs> That is so fucking funny. Oh, my God. That might be my favorite little random, like, Charles Factoid yeah. up yeah. to this day on this movie. So they hear a, do- they hear a dog. Um, they go over. And one of the split dogs is alive. Yeah. Um, they're screaming, and, they're, and, and, and they freak out. They start hitting it with a crutch, which um, <laughs> don't hit the split dog with a crutch, guys. Come on. What did it like, do to yeah. you? <laughs> cute little dog too but apparently was, i know yeah apparently it was Coolest gonna be a pet ever yeah yeah i would i would pet a split dog i don't care a split the zombie pet, dog would be the best pet yeah in the whole world i'll, I'll, I'll pet any dog doesn't matter split together three of them you know three heads whatever man it doesn't matter put fucking cerberus in front of me and i'll tell him what a good boy he is yes <laughs> you know so um 
Then they start hearing screaming and pounding from the cadaver room. Um, yeah, and they're like, what are we going to do? And what I love, and also the effect of the butterflies. Yeah, that was so cool. I was telling Charles <laughs> earlier today, just like the practical effects in this movie are incredible, like especially for the time. I can't even believe it. And what's so really, good. Yeah, what's really interesting is the butterflies was like the easiest, was like the, such an easy effect. They cut out pictures of butterflies, pinned them to the wall, and then ran a fan. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Fucking fuck. That's genius. Yeah, like I love. You know, now I want to do that. Yeah, I want to yeah, like, do that. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like Chelsea and I is like indie filmmakers and stuff. Like it's so fascinating to hear and like see all these like crazy little facts and stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I also like the, uh, watch your dog if you like this job. Yeah, right? <laughs> and he's like, what the, Freddy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, he's like, at this point? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Frank won't call the police, Frank doesn't want to call the military, and they decide to call Bert, and they go into the office. The eye chart, by the way, says Bert is a slave driver and a cheap son of a bitch who is going bald too, ha ha. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, realistically, calling Bert is probably just going to fuck shit up even worse. Why? They're just making all the wrong choices right now. Yeah. So now we get to, you ever fantasize about being, being killed? killed? <laughs> Do you ever wonder about all the, the, all the different ways to die? And like, I, I love that. Oh my god! This was like I was gonna say best best part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and her talking about a bunch of old. The worst way would be a bunch of old men to get around her, and they start fighting at her and tearing off her clothes. Yeah. So she starts stripping. My favorite part of that is in the background. You hear uh, <laughs> you hear uh, what's his face, um, Chuck, and Chuck is like, get some light here. Trash is taking off her clothes again. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the idea that this is just what trash does when you hang out with her. Yeah. That's so funny. And I love that like so she gets naked, she gets on top of like a tomb and they randomly have flares. Like if they light flares. <laughs> well, suicide of the road flares, remember, um that he uses to break into shit. <laughs> yeah. But there were so many of them. <laughs> oh my god, Linnea quickly said that she actually got high. From the 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 uh all the sulfur and shit from the road flares. Oh my god! Wow. So what's also funny about that? That was probably so when they did that film. Well, I mean, when they did that scene, um, Linnea Quigley was totally okay with doing full frontal nudity. Um, so they're doing it, and the producers come by, and the producers see her, and they're like, "Oh my god, what the hell's going on? You can't show pubic hair in this movie. We're gonna get an X rating." So they were like, oh, okay. Well, because it was the 80s and everyone had pubes back then. So they had her go to the makeup truck and shave completely. And then she went back and started dancing. And they're like, like, oh, my God, this is worse. We can see even more now. (laughs) So they had her go to the makeup and they gave her a little plug that went over her, like, vagina, basically. Uh So that her labia wouldn't show in the film. So she was a Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> so it was socially acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. looked like a Barbie doll. I was like, the, yeah. what, I was wondering how much makeup had to be done down there in order for it to be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, um, you know, they were like, you know, no one shaved in the 80s. So. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of like, she's like, that was the only thing that embarrassed me when they asked me to shave all my pubes off. Um. Wow. Yeah. Trendsetter. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The entire 90s <laughs> yeah. has Linnea Quigley to thank. 
Thank you, Linnea. That scene is like strangely inspirational, though. It's like it stands out so much, and it's so just like it's very like um, I'd say like the most sexually aggressive feminine like moment in like horror movie history because the girls were always like. Yeah, yeah, like just getting killed and eaten, and she's just like, everyone to die, everyone to yeah. fucking die. Like, it was a totally different vibe. Oh, yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's the thing. Like, I remember seeing that, and like I said, it's like uh, when I was like 12 years old, that changed my entire like life. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but then I told you, as I said earlier, I, I, I vowed that I would start hanging out with women like that. <laughs> And uh, I, Look at I, you I now. actually, yeah, like, I, I, actually I actually succeeded. I think. So yes, you did. Um, anyway, so uh, Bert is not pleased um, about what happened, and he's afraid of getting investigated and sued. But he decides if they destroy the evidence, that uh, everything will be fine. So they decide. Well, how are they going to destroy the evidence? Well, so they think, well, let's go by the uh, Night of the Living Dead rules, or as we know them now in 2020, the Walking Dead rules. Where headshot or destroying the brain will kill it. Easy peasy, you know. Uh, so uh, Bert hands Frank an axe. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how poorly conceived this plan is. <laughs> yeah, it's just literally they're just going off of stuff that they've seen. Nothing that's like yeah. it's just really cute. It's really yeah. cute. Where he's like, well, okay, I'm gonna open the door and you just brain him. <laughs> It's so easy to do. Yeah. (laughs) And and I love that when they do it and they're like, wait a minute, I thought you said if we destroyed the brain, it died. I'm like, well, it worked in the movie. (laughs) It worked in the movie. Yes. That's one of the best fucking lines. It was so good. And I love that. Like, Chelsea can tell you how influential that scene was to me because I love taking shit like, like my, like in Teresa and Allison, how the vampires can see themselves in mirrors. Yeah. Or how holy right. water and crosses don't do anything to them. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things, one of the first scenes in the movie is someone like, oh, wait, all that is not real? It's like, yeah, that's just an Anne Rice bullshit. Don't pay attention to that. <laughs> Fucking um, Anne. Anne Rice, listen here. Yeah, like, so I, I love that. Um, I'm not sure why, I could not find any information on why the cadaver was so yellow. It was so <laughs> yellow. Yeah, I, it's a hepa- hepatitis cadaver. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that was that was someone who had uh, had seen a lot of needles in their lifetime. I guess. Yeah. So, like, Did this man die of extreme jaundice? I don't understand. <laughs> so they saw the head off, um, and <laughs> the body gets up and it's running around, and they have to tackle this like naked, headless body. Um, I do love that the body changes. Uh, this is another reason why the guy got fired because um, the body definitely changes physiques from when from the, the <laughs> guy to when it's the headless body running around. Yeah, um, you're right. It it gets very out of shape very, for one shot very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's like the opposite of rigor mortis. Yeah, <laughs> it just expands. Yeah, so it's like everything could just be explained by like these are like magical demonic powerful forces. Where <laughs> it takes you know, one line to explain tone. it. <laughs> right. So they they cut up the body, and uh, Bert looks across the cemetery, sees his friend Ernie Coltenbrunner as a crematorium. Um, across the, across the cemetery, so they're gonna go uh, there and burn the evidence. Um, I love that when we first 
So you guys got that Ernie is a former Nazi, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> That's the only reason I haven't said I loved Ernie's character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I love that he's listening to like fucking Panzer Roland in Africa Vor, <laughs> which was a German Africa Corp song. Um, there's a picture of Ava Braun on yeah. his yeah. Yes, on his um on his uh <laughs> bulletin board there's a picture of Ava Braun up there and there's also a picture of Hitler and I forget what the general is but they're playing cards and when he whips I missed his that one and when he whips his gun out it's a fucking Luger so that's amazing it's horrible yeah, yeah. Um, and he was based on an actual real Nazi named Ernst Carlton Bruna um, oh my god so and the actor was Hispanic, but they was like, yeah, no, I'll totally bleach my hair to play this character. I think it'll he be really Hispanic. fun. He was Hispanic. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was um, Don Kalfa. Wow. Um, so uh, we go back to the cemetery where Tina is very uncomfortable with nudity. Yes. Um, and Trash is still naked. <laughs> I, I have actually quoted her. I have. I, I let's just say at times where I've been naked and people like okay you can put your clothes on I've said the exact why do I make you nervous? <laughs> That's where that comes from. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, trash decides to su- to seduce suicide. Um, while he talks about how much punk means to him. Yeah, it's just like soliloquy, like soliloquizing queeing, and she's just grinding on him. It's so awesome. It's great. He like just kind of like looks off. He's like monologue time. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she's like she and and she said that like her goal was to try to like legit get him hard when she was doing that. Like, (laughs) and she's like, and he didn't, and he didn't break character, and he was just staring off into space, going on. Nobody understands me. You know that. <laughs> he went deep. He went deep into his subconscious. Yeah, yeah for that, that was yeah. so real that he couldn't be bothered by anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we meet Ar- we meet Ernie. He's breaking out the rigor mortis. Um, they bring they he asks what's in the bags that he wants to burn, and they're like uh rabid weasels. Rabid, <laughs> rabid weasels is the most hilarious. And then I love so this former Nazi is like, no, we're not gonna burn the weasels. Yeah. <laughs> but, but take them like to an animal shelter. <laughs> yeah, well, even that, he's like, at least let me take them out back and put them out of their misery. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that he's just like is so obviously a Nazi and just and doesn't want to kill the weasels. He doesn't want to burn the weasels. It's <laughs> so, hilarious. So what's great about that also is that the rabid weasel, the quote unquote rabid weasels were, you know, the little monkeys that you wind up that have the symbols. Oh, that's, what, yeah. that's what was in the garbage bags, but they took the symbols off them. Wow. So that way they could get all the movement in there. Genius. I was wondering what that was. I was like, Charles will know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the arm attacks uh, Bernie. Uh, Chuck wants to fuck Casey. <laughs> he tries so hard. Poor little Chuck. So much of this movie is Chuck trying to get in Casey's, like, pants, basically, and getting That's turned down That's their entire time. plot line. Yeah. That is. That really is their entire plot <laughs> line. That's what it would have been without the zombies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love the one that uh, Suicide walks past them, too. And like, I, lo- I think I love his dialogue even more than Trash's, because it's just so... 
ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, too. When, when, when he, she's like, oh, look, it's your friend and mine. He's like, fuck you, ball buster. <laughs> <laughs> so Tina, who says, oh, fudge. Um, oh, fudge. <laughs> yes. Uh, she goes to find Freddy. Mm-hmm. Um, while Ernie has this, when they ask if, uh, you know, they show uh, Ernie that it's really a corpse and it got cut up and stuff. Um, and Ernie has this really great moment where he doesn't say any dialogue and he just pauses to cut his pant leg. Yeah. And apparently that was not in the script. Oh. Like the pant leg got ripped in the previous shot. So he decided to just add that in there that he would cut it while they were shooting. Interesting. Yeah. And they, they kept that in cause they just thought it was such a cool moment. Um, so, um, you know, he takes his time doing that, and then he starts burning a cadaver. And once again, this man really knows his way around a crematorium. <laughs> um, so Frank looks at it, and Frank is like, oh, I could operate that damn thing. What a favor that is. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and the smoke goes from it up to the clouds, and it comes down <laughs> as actually my favorite uh, Reagan Youth song, um, Acid Rain. <laughs> Um, oh, I love that song, especially like the bass part is like my favorite part of that. Like that, you know, exactly what part I'm talking about. Um, uh, so the rain starts burning them. Trash is not having a good day. She basically only has time to get like her vest and has to like basically spend the rest of the movie with no pants on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get back to the car. And I love that they're like, oh, can we roll up the windows? And Suicide's like, I don't have any windows. I busted them. Yeah, (laughs) I've actually like been in a like truck like that that it was just like we were driving around with like plastic over the windows like that that happens to punks sometimes (laughs) that happens to punks sometimes (laughs) it did it it used to happen well yeah no I remember uh, one of my friends used to uh, my, my friend Rachel used to just let like all you know homeless punk kids like stay with her and i stayed with her for like months and months and i remember she stopped doing that when she came out and this dude was just pissing in the corner of her living room (laughs) and and she was like what the fuck she's like it's a rat yeah exactly (laughs) and she's like what the fuck you doing and he's like uh you know why are you being a bitch about it i had to go (laughs) go outside like what i don't know i don't know she was like, why don't you use the sink or something? Like, yeah. yeah. The sink you was know. available. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know. Sometimes um, I even pee in the sink because it's closer. I mean, come on. Go to the sink, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we've all we've all peed in weird places. Like, we've, yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's uh, just part it's of the true. lifestyle. <laughs> it is. It is. There was one time during Demon Hunter where I just like had to pee, and I told Charles to record it. <laughs> just pop well, a squat. <laughs> well, we were. Well, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we we're in the woods. You were nude, uh-huh. and you were. You were like, oh, I have to pee. Like, just record this, and we'll. If it, if you can put it in something, we'll do it. And uh, it's actually in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's also I also love that one time where you were drinking and you were like, all right, I'm going to chug this like giant beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I throw up, record it and put it in the show. Yeah, <laughs> I did not throw up. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't throw up there. Um, well, you don't want to waste those moments. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. No. I remember I remember when we were on tour in Lynchburg, Virginia, and I had to pee and there was this dude and it's like. You know, fans are cool, but like sometimes they don't get the hint because he asked me four times because I was drunk. So I had to keep peeing. And every single time I had to go pee, he asked me if he could hold it while I was peeing. 
Oh, Jesus. I think you told me about that. Holy fuck. Boss. Yeah, and I was just like, no, it's okay. I can, I, I'm sure I can handle it myself. <laughs> and every single... Like, I've done this a couple of times. Yeah, every <laughs> single time I had to go to the bathroom, he asked. And it's like, I get it. You're coming on to me. But, like, dude... He's trying to wear you down. Yeah, get, take, take a hint. <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> no After means the, no, buddy. After the second time I tell you I don't want you handling my dick while I pee... <laughs> Probably should stop asking. <laughs> Probably. Yes. So, so Tina goes to the basement, um, and because uh, the car is fucked, and they start hearing moaning. I love that part with like the moaning. Yeah. And super the banging cool. on the coffins and stuff. So we go back to the medical supplies place. Tina is in the basement. Uh, she's looking for him, and then the tar man comes out, and he's called the tar man basically because at a certain state, if uh, corpses are in, uh, sometimes their their skin kind of liquefies and becomes like a black tar-like substance and just kind of drips off them. And, oh, wow. And I love how he moves, too, how he moves, like, his bones aren't connected. <laughs> yeah, and, it was super cool. Yeah, so here's the here's why I mentioned the third step. So she goes up the stairs, mm-hmm. and well, she so that was a rehearsal in the film. <gasps> that was a rehearsal because the director wanted to get her genuine reaction to the uh, the stair breaking. So that's not a stunt woman, and that was a rehearsal. So wow. while she was at lunch, he replaced the, that stair with the breakaway stair. Wow. So we were just she, speechless. I'm like, wow. I know. So she did not know that stair was going to break while she was running up the stairs. I'm so It's like some Werner Herzog torture. Wow. So you know, so you notice how like in a lot of movies, people just get up and run immediately and she's laying there for a good like 10 seconds. That's why. <laughs> because she had legitimately fell and she said her whole fucking side was all bruised up from that. Wow. Wow. Did yeah. she, she did not sue them. I guess that wasn't, maybe that wasn't a thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that wasn't a thing. That was like 1985, 80, well, it was 84 when they were shooting it. So, like, nobody yeah. sued back then. You know. Yeah. Directors held people up at gunpoint. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff going oh on. Oh, my God. Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock, like, when Tibby Hedren didn't want to fuck him, like, he locked her in the room with, like, live birds pecking at her. Things were tough. Yeah, it was a very what different time. <laughs> So <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'm done. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love that the tar man is smart enough to know how to use like a pulley. Yeah, like that's that's one of the things that I love about the film is it doesn't go by any of the. Especially watching it now, when zombies are just everywhere. Like right. this still breaks all the rules that we have now. And yeah. it's really interesting. Like, the zombies are intelligent. A headshot ain't going to kill them. Like, it's really, really fascinating to see that. Um, so uh, the punk kids, they run down the stairs. Uh, suicide sees the door come off. And then the tar man grabs him and kills him. And that's the end of suicide. Um, <laughs> suicide and, didn't get to commit suicide. Well, he no. No, he <laughs> no. did not. So uh, the paramedics come uh, back in the morgue. Um, and Frank and Freddie have no heartbeat, no pulse. Once again, I love this so much. Yeah, they have, like, room temperature. Their, their temperature is room temperature. It's, like, 70 degrees. 
Yeah. And they're just yeah. like, the the EMTs are just trying to, like, figure it out. They're like, well, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, they're like, are, is our equipment broken? They're trying switching. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> probably not for the characters, but. <laughs> so they decide that they're going to go to the funeral home uh, now that uh, suicide is dead. Um, and they go through the cemetery, and that's when the dead rise from their graves. And uh, 45 Graves starts playing, and it's just like this amazing, iconic scene that everybody was miserable shooting because it was raining for 16 hours while they were shooting. Wow. And everyone, Linnea Quigley was like fucking naked from the waist down in like a foot of war of cold water. Wow. While, you know, 16 hour days while they're shooting with it raining constantly on them. That's so crazy. She also, yeah. I just want to give her props, I feel like, for, like, reintroducing the side boob, because the side boob's a thing now, and she has it when she, like, randomly finds a shirt, and her side boob's just out, and I was like, so that's where that comes from. Yes. Yes. No one had a side boob at any point in history before Linnea quickly. <laughs> I refuse to say, think otherwise. Yes. So, um, that skeleton that got the, uh, the guy fired pops up out of the grave. Which is funny because it's such an iconic shot. Yeah. It's such an iconic shot. And the thing that's cool about that whole scene is like anyone who's like into that stuff or like in that lifestyle, in that lifestyle, it's like a mainstream ish movie, but it's done by somebody like on the inside who knows like what like really cool stuff is. Like, you know, it's not just like some Hollywood stranger that's like, oh, let me get a neat soundtrack. And it's just like, it's like the underground. It's like you get to be like a part of it. I know, and that's what I, that's what I love so much about the film because like if it had been a Hollywood production, it would have had like Oingo Boingo on the soundtrack instead, and like <laughs> you know you know exactly what I'm talking about. It would have been yeah yeah like this. It know. would have been like the soundtrack to Weird Science or something like that. Right right right. <laughs> you know? And like Chelsea Chelsea's like you know in her twenties and she's now just I have like that in my head. yeah Chelsea's in her twenties just like what's Weird Science? I'm just um, like I'm just smiling and nodding. Oh God, don't watch Weird Science. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, like, so, um, everybody starts running, Tina trips and falls in the, um, in the mud, which apparently they shot that like 45 times. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because wow. she wasn't falling the right way. <laughs> oh my God. I hope the mud was like some wow. sort of cushion at least, maybe. No, it was, it was mud <laughs> outside. <laughs> um, uh, trash gets killed. She gets she gets to live her fantasy of being surrounded by old men who tear oh her apart. Oh my god, she does. I did not yes. even put that together. Jesus. Yeah, so uh Scuzz, um, Tina and uh Spider run to the funeral home while Casey and Chuck run back to you need a medical supply. Um the paramedics hear screaming. Um there's that great shot of them turning the light on in the ambulance. And there's all yeah. the zombies in front of the yeah, ambulance. That was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so and they just, all get You know killed. that the EMTs have to die. Well, yeah. Once again, there'd be no movie if they're like, well, okay, we're just going to take Freddie and Frank to the hospital. Everyone's fine. And it works. <laughs> they're like, here's the vaccine. Yeah, exactly, um. exactly. The movie is it's a short film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Casey and Chuck try to call the police, and a zombie jumps through the window. Um... You know, uh, Ernie, meanwhile, goes outside uh, because the paramedics haven't been around uh, for a while. 
and there's a legless zombie outside that starts chasing him. That was like a little person. Um, <laughs> so another crazy fun fact, those zombie brain, those brains the zombies are eating were real raw calf brains. Oh, sick. Whoa. And the director said to any of the extras that he would pay them $100 more if they would eat real calf brains. Oh, my God. Wow. And he just like a hundred bucks. Sure. Just to demonstrate to them that it was safe to do so. He ate some, too. Wow. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, as a director, like I've done that, like you were you weren't in the room when I was. Uh, remember when uh, Emily had to do the falling thing? Yeah. And um, were you in the room when I was demonstrating when I was testing out how safe it was? Right. Yeah, I, I was like throwing myself off this thing because our actress, who was nude, by the way, had to do this, <sighs> like falling from like, I think it was like four or five feet or something. It was four or five feet. And yeah. we had like a mattress, but I'm getting up there and it was actually yeah. kind of scary being up there. I'm like, oh, wow, this is this actually. OK, all right. Throw myself. <laughs> and, well, and I, it just makes people feel safer. Yeah. Your yeah. Feel safer. So I, I did that. I did that like two or three times. And then when we brought her in, I was like, OK, I'll do it in front of you. So you can see that it's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, what they did. With eating the t- raw brains thing is kind of like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they did <laughs> with the. Yeah, I don't know if I would eat real calf brains. I'd be afraid of getting like some sort of weird fucking like worms yeah. or some kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, cooked calf brains. Sure. Raw. One, I'm not eating any raw animal <laughs> part. <laughs> you couldn't you know? pay me all the money in the world to get me to eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they go about, they're closing the shutters to the cramps, which Surf and Dead play in. Um, and, I, and, and about the point that um, right before Spider is like, how many windows does this place have? I was like, wow, there's a lot of fucking windows in this place. <laughs> right. um, Where did they like, shoot this? Uh, in L.A. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it takes place in, um, it takes place in Kentucky, but it was uh, shot in, uh, in Los Angeles. Cool. Um, so uh, dispatcher starts calling for paramedics. The zombies tell them to send more paramedics. Um, Fre- <laughs> Freddy is in absolute shit condition right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're trying to find out what, what happened to them. And Bert doesn't want to give them any answers. So Scuzz whips out his switchblade. And, uh, you know, he tells them what happened. And then they figure out that Frank and Freddy are going through rigor mortis. Once I again, loved that. That was so crazy. Yeah. Another awesome thing that I don't see in, like, so many of the zombie rules are broken in this film. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy how this movie came out in 1985 and was not, I mean, it made money, but it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't a giant movie. A ton of people yeah. have never seen this. And yet, like, number one, brains. That's where this, everyone talks about zombies eating brains. It came from this movie. Right. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it came from this movie that most people haven't seen, and I always found that really funny. Uh, right, and everybody says brains. Yeah, when, when in, the, the, in the Walking thing, Dead, so. in George Romero, yeah. in most zombie fiction, they eat skin. They eat skin and yeah, muscle. Yeah, right, right. It's like if you get bit, then yeah. you turn. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. That's another rule they broke in this, is that you don't turn if you get bitten. Right, because, right. Because suicide <laughs> and scuzz both get bitten by zombies and killed. And their corpses just lay there. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even put that together. I was like, oh, we just don't see them turn. But no. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
you know, basically the next ambulance shows up and they get jumped by like 50 zombies. So good. <laughs> yeah. The, win- the window boards break and then uh, everybody goes to fix it and Scuzz gets grabbed and killed by this old woman zombie. Which I thought this was such a cool practical effect of that, like the old with her fucking aged nipples yeah, and yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and they cut her in half and they notice she feels better after eating the brains. Um, <laughs> I-, I love this practical effect so fucking much, man. Yeah. How do they do this? I'm curious. Um, through uh, puppetry. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, she was a puppet and stuff. Um, so they find out that the zombies are not eating people, they're eating brains because it makes the pain go away. And yeah. being dead hurts, which makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I mean, they want the brains for the pain. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I'm crazy. I, hell, when I have to fucking like reach under my bed, it hurts sometimes. So, like, <laughs> I can imagine being dead. <laughs> like, Right? <laughs> you know, so um, they realize that they can't kill him and you can only burn him or whatever. And at this time, Trash's corpse rises. Now, Trash rose up because she was in the rain that had all the trioxin in it. Yes. Right. Um, but unless you have the unless you have the chemical on, you, you're not going to rise. But uh, she rises up. She said that she felt so empowered doing that, like, sexy walk. It like was down such a cool shot. Yeah, yeah. Where she just like kills the homeless dude and they gave her like a, an extended uh, jaw. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So Chuck and Casey are holed up. Um, and I love that while they're like thinking of dying, Casey's like, Chuck, never did like you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you <know>? So good. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Bert's Justin locking up Fred and, uh, and Freddie and Frank. Tina's against the idea because Tina is stupid. Um, <laughs> Tina can't even wear her own clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they put Frank and Freddie in the chapel. Uh, Smart Tina's gonna idea. St- yeah, <laughs> Tina's going to stay even though they lock the door. The cops al- arrive. They get quickly killed. Um, and the zombies call for more cops. Ernie points out the crawl space in the roof. And Ernie brings up uh, nitric acid. So Frank and Freddie are uh, pretty much their agony. They finally die. And then Freddie turns and Freddie wants to eat Tina's brain. And once again, I love this fucking that like, you know, there's only one thing that can make this world of pain go away. (laughs) So crazy. Oh, yeah. And he's like fucking all they run in. They go to save Tina. He plays possum for a little bit, and when he gets up, they throw acid in his face. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> Spider's freaking out. Freddy's breaking down the door, and he breaks his, you know, uh, and uh, Ernie breaks his ankle while they're boarding up the door. Like, I love just how fast-paced all this stuff is happening at the yeah, end of the movie. Yeah, it went so quickly. Yeah, like, That's the movies, how movies should go. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, so Freddy, um... You know, and, and Freddy, when he finally breaks out, he's blinded by the acid and he's like rabid and his eyes are melted. And it's just such a cool shot. It was such a cool shot. This movie yeah. is so fucking good. Okay, I've yeah. never it's seen so it before good. yesterday. Yesterday was the first time. It's insane. Yeah. 
Well, I hope it is great how like everything's like back to back. Because then, like a lot of like the '80s horror movies, like if someone's going to someone's house, I, I know this happens in like Phantasm. I think it happens in Hellraiser. It's like they show the person walk out, get in the car, drive, yeah, and get out of the car, close the door, and walk up to the. It's like, oh my god, like they <laughs> <laughs> know you're going to the house. Just cut it. Well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you do that because you want like tension and you want like to have a certain mood going, but something like this would have been totally killed if they were like, yeah. if they did that. You, know, you know, Freddy's rabbit and everything. All right, well, now let's go and ponder what we're going to do. You know? <laughs> Never mind the zombie in the next room. He'll be fine. He's blind. We don't have to worry about anything. You know, so um, Bert and Spider make a break for the car um, and they're going to pull it up to the back. But um, that doesn't go very well because there's like a million zombies outside. Um, And, uh, you know, so they steal the police car. They try to drive uh, to the door. And um, Bert realizes the zombies will flip over the car. So Mm -hmm. Ernie and Tina are left behind with Freddy. So fucked up. Yeah. And uh, Bert and Spider try to drive. And I lo- that's another shot I love. When they're like, okay, we're getting away. And then the whole street. All yeah. zombies. Once again, running zombies, too. Yeah, which people zombies. bitch about now. People bitch about running zombies. In 1985, we had running zombies. We had intelligent running zombies. Yeah, shut the fuck up, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys. Um, so they crash the car, run into the warehouse. They reunite with Casey and Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, uh, you know, he's like, oh, the car is totaled. And Bert's like, oh, that, don't worry about it. We still got Bert and Frank's car. And then you just <laughs> see the explosions out like. Yeah, so good. Well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yep, not anymore. Um, <laughs> Tina and Ernie, uh, they go up to the crawl space um, as Freddy is just like scary, abusive zombie boyfriend in like the morgue <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Frank was originally going to be um, also like Rabbit and try to kill them. But the actor, because he was kind of the most famous person in the film, they listened to him a little more. And he was like, I don't want to do the rain exteriors. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so, he's like, wow. so he's like, what if my character commits suicide instead? Holy shit. He's like, what if I have a more comfortable yeah. kind of role? Yeah. yeah, but you know what? It's such a it's such a memorable, iconic scene. It really is. Yeah. Like him kissing his wedding ring. Yeah, and you know, and and Rocky Erickson is playing and everything. Um, which I love that song because the the lyrics are like the worst lyrics ever. Rocky, Eric, I love Rocky Erickson, but Rocky Erickson and some of like. Rocky Erickson does not know how to write lyrics. Like, it's like, you know, the, uh, what, what is it? Uh, candles on my candelabra burn hellishly in this hellish hell. <laughs> Great lyrics. You know, there's, there is one line that I remember hearing when I got the soundtrack and I was like, um, all, um, oh no, all, all, no, it's on a different song, but it's like all bats are as Dracula vampires. And I'm like, I must have heard that wrong. I wonder what the hell the lyric is. And I look, I look up the lyrics and I'm like, oh, well, it is. All bats are as Dracula vampires. Um, okay. Okay. Um, so, but it's such a cool scene. Um, and then the other cool scene when all the police cars come, the yeah. whole line of cop cars, and it's just a fucking ambush. 
That was so great. I love that they're yeah, just like yeah. he's on the phone with the like the what with the sheriff or whoever the fuck it is, yeah. and then they're just they're all gone. They're all yeah. gone. That's so yeah. Good. Well, well, that's where we get to the roadblock. Yes. Yeah, and so well, well, first, well, be, so before that, uh, they knock off the tar man's head with a baseball bat, and so so classic. <laughs> like, I love. I, I remember just cracking up when I first saw that because it's yeah. just like him coming out there. It's like oh, boink. <laughs> you know, um, so um, and I also love that while you have funny stuff like that going on, Ernie uh, has the gun and he's like pointing it at Tina's head because he knows that if Freddie gets up there, Tina's going to suffer. Right. Yeah. So the fact that he's going to like put her out of her misery before anything bad can happen to her. And you always wonder, like, how many bullets does he have? Right. Does does he have one for himself? Yeah. You know, like it's it's I always love that. Um so Bert calls the police, we get that road the roadblock scene is one of my favorite scenes in like movie history. Wow. Like I, I would love to I, I don't give a shit. I will totally rip off that scene one day if I have a budget for it. Yeah. <laughs> I will 100% have a roadblock where all the cops get fucking killed by zombies and it'll be the goriest fucking thing ever. And, you know, so um, basically we're coming to the end of the movie. They call Colonel Glubber from earlier in his really creepy red room. Yeah, what the fuck that room? Yeah, (laughs) that was someone's taste, Chelsea. Someone decided that their room (laughs) should look like that. Like there's probably a whole bunch of red rooms that we don't even know about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Just hang it out. That whole place is full I, of yeah. red rooms. <laughs> I can't. I honestly can't imagine that any room that has like a red room also doesn't have like a wooden pony and other shit and like in their basement. <laughs> um, yeah, they definitely have special interests. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Right there. yeah. So they call the military. Um, and the military have a contingency plan, which is New King Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> And everybody dies. (laughs) And I love this ending so much. It was like, everybody dies. 20 square blocks are destroyed. There's about 4,000 dead. And I love how in military terms, like, oh, only 20 square blocks and less than 4,000 dead. Yeah, it was crazy. I love the kid, too, in the tank who had the nukes, too. He was just, like, taking command. But it's like this young kid. It was just, it was like, holy shit. waiting for that. He's been waiting for that. That's like his job. He's been yeah. like, man, I sit in here all day and nobody tells me to nuke shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did I even take this fucking job? And then, whoa and behold, they're like, hey, mm-hmm. you got to blow up Louisville. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sir, I mean, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and nuke, nuke stuff in the 80s just seemed so normal. It was like, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they do that, and then, uh, and I love at the end where they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it, sir. The rain will wash it all away in the morning. <laughs> Everything will be back to normal in the morning." What the fuck? Yes. And the movie ends. And um, unfortunately, there is a Return of Living Dead too, and it's shit. Don't watch it, people. Uh, Return of Living Dead three is great. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> don't. And you watch don't need Return to have seen the sequel in order to see the third one. Nope. Nope. Literally, <laughs> literally everything that happens in, in the second one is said in one sentence in three. Great, <laughs> like they, can't wait. They, they just say the most important part of the entire film and that's it. And it's like one sentence and they're like, oh, yeah, we managed to uh, contain the zombies in this small town. 
And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> now we can move on. <laughs> They're like, moving forward. Yeah. Now we're going to make a better movie. Yeah, yeah. And the um, the director of the third one is the uh, Chelsea. Um, the uh, director of the third one is the producer of Reanimator. Oh. Yeah. So we, oh. we covered Reanimator last time. Um, so Feels like that was like 50 years ago. I'm sorry, loyal viewers, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope they're not viewing. Jesus. Like, we're... <laughs> People are always watching, dude. <laughs> you know. So, um, so Chelsea, uh, what did you, overall, what did you think of this film? I really enjoyed it. I mean, Charles, the entire time that I've known him, has talked about it at any opportunity <laughs> he's had. And now I've seen it, and I really liked it, and I will watch it again. I really was impressed by... The acting, I was impressed by the wit, the practical effects, everything, the plot line. It's just, it was overall just like a joy to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was, I, I can't say enough. I have seen this movie 400 times. Right. When I was in high school, I would watch it every single day uh, when I'd come <laughs> home from school. Um, about 10th grade, I would say. So, and for about a year and a half, I did that. Um, sometimes I'd watch it two or three times in a day. Wow. I wore out the fucking VHS tape I used to have of this movie. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> so, Tibby, um, overall, I mean, you've said that you like it, but um, what is your, I would say, like, um, as far as zombies go, are there any other zombie films that really stick out to you the same way that this one did? Well, no, because, like, the thing that was cool about this one is, you know, like I was saying before, that there's, like, an insider who, like, knew, like, punk rock. And, like, in later years, um, you know, I got to work on, it was before The Walking Dead, there was Zombie Hunters, City of the Dead, and uh, City of the Dead, and, like... That whole thing of, like, hordes of zombies on the horizon and the hopelessness and then, like, the cool characters. I mean, they really ham it up in this movie. But, like, just being able to, like, see that Mm -hmm. in a movie and have it be, like, you know, somewhat genuine is just, like, was really exciting. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and as I said, like, this would have, you know, any other, any... Any other thing would have made it like, oh, they're a bunch of preppy type kids and the soundtrack would have sounded like weird science. And and we're with Bishop's Cove. We're going through that because like it it takes place in the late. um, There's a film that uh, Chelsea is starring in. Um, I wrote and I'm directed um, and it has flashback scenes. And a lot of the flashback scenes are to the late uh, early, like 2001 with like squatter punk kids. And right. um, when we initially we initially tried to get it together a couple years ago and we lost funding on it mm-hmm. um, because the investors were like, well, we can't have a bunch of punk kids on there. Why can't you make them a little more mainstream? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it changes the whole thing. Like if it was like a bunch of preppy kids, it would be like every horror movie where yeah. you just want them to get off one by yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Like, just go die. Exactly. Was, <laughs> it's like a totally different thing. Yeah, because we heard all these different things. We're like, well, can you make the. Uh, the main, you know, can you, uh, uh, cause it, you know, the whole flashback, it's about this, uh, two girls who had a thing with each other and one got into heroin and all this other stuff. And then the supernatural right. stuff is happening in our time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but about the flashbacks, they were all like, oh, well, can you make it a guy and a girl instead? Cause it might be kind of worrying if it was two punk girls and, and they're, <laughs> can you make them not homeless? And can you, you know, and it was like. No, that was Ruined. yeah. <laughs> that was what I lived in like 2000 and shit where I was like 
you know, fucking sleeping on subways and people's couches and going to clubs and meeting women so I'd have a bed to sleep in for the night. And right. like, you know, and all these cool, like fucking, you know, the X Possibles and the Scabs and all these cool bands from back then, you know, like it was a whole really like it, it was a it was a whole world. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and I and as I'm trying to make the thing that we're doing as authentic as possible, like one of um, you know, Kleber, right? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Um, but he let us borrow. He still had all of his clothes from back then, so he let us borrow them, and it like just look, you know, we gave the girls dreads and stuff, and I'm like, shit, now they look like you know, yeah, they yeah, it really looks so good. Everything we've shot so far is so yeah. Good. It it just it like that's cool. like I spoke to another friend that we you know a mutual friend we have from that time, and she's like, oh my god, this looks like I'm looking at like 1997, and I'm like, yeah. that's exactly what I wanted to get, and I think. Return of the Living Dead does the same thing for like 80s punk. Yeah. Where right. It's like so genuine and so, you know, like even the fact that one of the actors was homeless. <laughs> you know? So cool. Like he, you know, and he said he hid it from the rest of the cast, but it was like, you know, I, I, I can't say enough good things about that. So, yeah, it was really um, well done. So to- I actually like want to check now if like the Hell Comes to Your House compilation came out like before or after like that whole like horror goth mm-hmm. punk like mm-hmm. you know I don't know like which one came first I kind of want to check yeah and and that's <laughs> another thing when you think yeah. about like forty five I consider forty five Grave one of the first like goth bands too right, right. You know? and it was like a totally different thing like it was yeah. just so original and unique yeah because and- like you hear them and you know they they. They're like a punk band that was doing horror stuff in it. And Dark, Dinah, creepy. Yeah, Dinah Cancer yeah. was all dressing up like she was like, you know, I don't know if they even had Elvira then, but it was kind of like that vampy, you know, yeah. like, like look about her. And, and there's just so much from this movie that like influenced my life and like other people and stuff. So this movie has such a big special place to me. And, you know, and that's why one of the reasons why I also want to have you, because like I said, I've known you, me and let's put it this way. Tibby and I met when we were mailing <laughs> CDs. <laughs> yeah. we're like waiting on this like long ass line. And we were like, uh, I was like, do you didn't I would say like, do you want this? Like instead of mailing it yeah. like, to someone who like bought it, yeah. I was like, I'd rather give it to you. Yeah, because we reckon <laughs> I, I we recognized each other. I remember because um, yeah. you asked about uh, I asked if you were Tibby from the X Possibles. You asked if I was Charles from Dark Eden. And we were like, oh, shit. Like we know each other. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I because like we both had. Um, well, you didn't have one, but you were on public access a lot. <laughs> And that was my very first introduction to you was in Manhattan Public uh, Access on Rules Like Ozzy, which had you on every two, oh my God. Every two minutes. And, yeah. and I had my own public access show where I just did like, you know, let's get my keyboard player to drink like breast milk and shit like that. And like, <laughs> or my favorite episode. Oh man, I wish we combined our public access. Yeah stuff back then oh, yeah. oh my god like I, yeah. I i think one of my favorite things i ever did in my public access show was the 27 minutes of me sleeping because <laughs> i had done so much crazy shit that i thought what if i do an episode where i do nothing and i just i just put my camera on and i went to bed and <laughs> i got so many letters from people who were like i watched all 27 minutes waiting for something to happen <laughs> they were like i knew you're showing so much crazy shit because i used to have bands on there all the time i used to have like there was nudity there was bands there was craziness um i remember me dan- drunkenly dancing to Susie and the banshees and just 
that uh fucking runway show I did when I was modeling and yeah and I'm such a and I was such a dick too and I thought that was the funniest thing in the world was showing me as like as like a belligerent drunk <laughs> or like Julia from Fuse is there and like one of her friends was trying to drink the complimentary vodka yeah. and I'm like you know and me considering I was someone who like fucking slept on subways I'm like uh excuse me are you one of the models <laughs> and they're like no I'm like uh then I don't think the vodka is for you <laughs> and and I'm like, so many people would hide that. And I just thought it was the most <laughs> hilarious thing because I'm normally not pretentious at all. <laughs> but when I was drunk, I was just such an asshole. So I'm like, oh my God, I have to put that on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, so yeah, people were like, oh my God, I expected, you know, I, I, I watch your show and there's so much crazy shit. So I totally expected something to happen and nothing happened for 27 <laughs> fucking minutes. <laughs> um, great but yeah man like that was the day when you used to have to like print you used to have to like go to like um i don't even remember what place was called we used to get our cds printed um used but used to have to do it like manually you know like yeah i i know the kind of cable access process from back then it's why i never had my own show because i just couldn't it was like you had to transfer this thing and like yeah, I, print it and bring it there and the cds oh the cds we like home burned yeah the cds and put stickers on yeah, them that yeah. we were mailing out yeah like yeah. i remember when i i used to have to go to fucking 59th street with a videotape right right <laughs> yeah right. and oh, hand wow. them physically hand, hand them, to them my yeah. episodes every week right so <laughs> nowadays i would just send them like a fucking file mail or something yeah so. it's so crazy <laughs> You know, so Tibby, before we finish up, do you have anything that you'd like to, to uh, direct people's attention to? Anything you'd like to promote or? Um, well, during this apocalypse, <laughs> I am, I've been able to work with um, Madame St. Beatrice. Uh, I play rhythm guitar for her and Paul from Reagan Youth plays guitar. And um, she's been shooting videos, you know, as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, we, ju- we just did one. Um, there were a few people together. So I'm really excited about that. And we shot it at um, Athenian Athenium Dungeon, uh, Speedy SM like a privately owned dungeon in uh, Philadelphia. So you get to see the inside of that. And that's been super exciting to be a part of that because there is that whole quarantine hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's been nice to come out of that and work with people again. Um, Reagan Youth has a whole album full of new songs that we are trying to get together and record. Our drummer Charlie's building his studio. So um, hopefully we can get together and get the new album out because we've been talking about that for a long time. And um, personally, I guess just check out on Tibby X. I, when I can get paintings done, I do paintings of like different little demonic sexy chicks nice. <laughs> so and i i put them up on there so um i've been painting as much as i can too cool posting that yeah 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 like I, it's so funny when you when i saw the uh the pictures of the uh when you were talking about you know the bdsm thing i'm like oh that's so unlike you um, <laughs> 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 um but uh <laughs> you know that's honestly that's one of the things that like i miss about the music industry is like just how open every all, all the shit like 
always was. I know. It's, like, really hard. Like, you know, there's the whole day world and the straight world where it's, like, you have to censor your entire identity and conversations. And then there was, like, us. And it's, like, you know, everyone is, like, Kaya Chaos. Yeah. Everyone just showed up as their, like, true inner selves. And it was, like... Complete freedom. It was great. Like, I was on a set once, and I was tying, you know, um, the uh, the prop person was having trouble tying up a girl who was supposed to be in bondage in the scene. So I was like, all right, <laughs> let me do that. And so right. I did it. And, 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 like, one of the people was like, how do you know how to do that? And I'm like, oh, because this is, like, my everyday life. The world. Like, life. Yeah. One of the people was like, ew. And I was like, wow, this is totally different than the, where I'm from, that, like, people would... <laughs> be freaked out yeah. by that like so ill usually means oh it's something i think about in privately that i don't want to be judged on yeah right yeah <laughs> no. so you know um yeah no i've i like i've thought before covid happened i had thought of having um a new band where i was just like i just want something where i can be like fucking lux interior and just be like the biggest fucking pervert ever and like <laughs> you know, you of know. course why not yeah I was. I remember talking with someone about it, and I'm like, "Yeah, and like, I want like our band photos to just be our assholes, but we won't say who's who's <laughs> which member it is. So like, guys will be really confused as to whether it's one of the girls or the guys they're looking at. <laughs> and like, conflicted. Of yeah, course. but it's stuff like that. I'm like, I want to just be able to go on stage and like, because oh my god, I got one of like the fucking like uh the 70s like pervert zipper masks and everything. Oh yeah. Oh, and I love those so much, and like. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm just like, I want to go on stage wearing that and like chaps and like, you know. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, I, have, I'm, I haven't performed live. You were, the, uh, you were the person I performed live with last when you guys invited That was great at Tompkins Square yeah, Park. Yeah, at Tompkins Square Park. You guys invited me up at, uh, when, when Gash was playing to uh, her Tippy's old band Gash, she used to do vocals for. Um, <laughs> that actually were supposed to be in Teresa and Allison and your old manager just was not able to get shit together for us with that. Right. But, um, but yeah, like fucking, uh, they invited me to do some misfit songs and, you know, I'm always up for yelling misfit songs. Um, (laughs) definitely. Who is it? Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, it was such a cool thing, but like, you know, like recently before COVID hit, I was like, you know, I've been thinking of doing like music, but not full time because I can't devote myself like that anymore. Right. Right. We have too much work to do. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and then COVID hit, and I'm like, well, not not playing any shows right now. <laughs> no, so, right. You know, um, but who knows? Maybe in the future. I always regretted that you and I never had a band together. I know. I was saying, like, once this like plague, you know, figures itself out, however it works out, like we have to do something, even if it's like a song, yeah. performed somewhere, yeah, you know, it it really needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, before we finish up, I want to thank Ch- I want to thank Tibby. Um, no, thank I'm not thanking Chelsea because she's here every week. <laughs> Fuck you, Chelsea. You Chelsea. get no thanks. <laughs> thank you, Tibby. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, Tibby, I want to thank you for uh, coming in and speaking with us. It was a whole lot of fun. Um, awesome. And uh, so, Chelsea. Yes. Uh, for next week. Next week. Um, yeah, next week we are, because Halloween's going to be done. Um, so what do you think of clowns, Chelsea? I was just watching a documentary about the, like, what they're calling the pandemic of, like, the clown shit that happened in 2016. So I'm good with clowns. You're good with clowns? I'm good with clowns. Well, that's good, Chelsea, because there's clowns in our next film. Great. Our next film is a, is a film uh, about a happy clown 
and a sad clown. Great. And it's called The Last Circus. It's a Spanish film, and it is one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Oh, fun. So, uh, yes. Yes. Can't wait. So, uh, that will be cinema- our next episode of Cinematic Autopsy. Yeah, thanks uh, for listening, so- guys. Yeah, thank-, thank you all for listening, and thank you so much to Tibby Woo-hoo! for being thanks, our guest guys. today. <laughs> we clap. We clap That's for awesome. you, Tibby. Yay. Yay. Clap. I have a dog <laughs> in my lap where I'd clap. Okay. <laughs> well, um, all righty. So we'll, uh, right. we'll, we'll see, see you guys next week. next week. Bye. Bye.